chat with me. Come on and talk to me. I really want to know what you I hope everybody's doing good today. Oh my goodness, it has been a long day for me. I've been running around crazy, but I'm like, we gotta do this green room. A lot of people were requesting that we talk about this in depth. So for y'all who are just joining us, we have over 700 people right now. Thank you guys for coming through. I know it's kind of last minute. I'm like, let me go ahead and send out the alerts. But um, I had did a video about two weeks ago concerning... Uh, there was a there was a viral story about like Instagram hairstylists, and there was a stylist basically saying that she's going to start charging a pregnancy fee, not because we knocked her up, not because we're her baby daddy, but because you know we want our hair done and the you know because we're inconveniencing her, she should be rested. And I'm like, in no other industry would this be okay. That'd be like somebody saying they're going to charge you more for McDonald's french fries because they're pregnant. Or they're going to charge you more for customer service because they're pregnant. And so a lot of people just started really just going in. Because I don't go to the shop to get my hair done. I haven't been in the shop in ages. And so I was just blown away by the things that's going on right now in the service industry. So everything from... People just charging crazy, outrageous prices, lack of customer service. Um, and it's not just the hair industry. From what I read in the comments, it's the nail shops. You have nail technicians charging anywhere from 100 to upwards of $1,000, depending on, you know, the gems and the rhinestones and the length of the nails. Um, you have hairstylists charging $2,000 for, you know, a dye job, a correction. So it led to like a really, really good discussion on social media where I feel like Instagram has warped a lot of stuff from what even barbers, even there's a lot of guys leaving comments saying that these barbers are getting really big headed. You know, they want in 150 bucks for a Beijing. Don't get that white chalk outline around your forehead. That's another 50 bucks. So some people are saying like, you know, normal haircuts used to be $25. Now these barbers are charging anywhere from 50 to 100 for a haircut. So a lot of people are raising their prices and, you know, and I get it, you know, inflation, the economy, you know, certain things charge more, but even makeup artists, you know, charging four or $500 for a face that you're going to wash off at the end of the night. So I feel like Instagram has warped a great deal of perception in our reality. Um, I mean, there's all types of just crazy stories of, you know, people following these new Instagram influencers because the new influencers on Instagram are like the hairstylists, the nail technicians, the makeup artists, and things like that. And so a lot of them have gained, you know, as big a, a following as the celebrity clientele. And so if you're working with celebrities, I can kind of understand maybe charging $1,000 to glue a wig on somebody's head. To me, that makes no sense to me why you would charge that much for glue. But to charge an average person, you know, three to $400 to glue a wig on their head, that's not even going to stay past a week, you know, two if they're lucky, I can see if it was a sewing, but just to glue something on somebody's head and they're just charging these prices. And again, people are going to do what you allow them to do. So if you're willing to pay it, you know, bless you. 
but it's a lot of people where it's leaving a bad taste in people's mouths. And we've come to the conclusion that I, I don't think that we're necessarily paying for a service. I feel at this point, we're paying for people's lifestyles. That's the vibe I'm getting. That Instagram has made it where, you know, you can gain a following. You can gain, you know, all these people wanting to support your business. And they feel like because they have a million followers, they can charge thousands of dollars. And now I'm finding out that half these people who are charging these outrageous prices, they're not even licensed. Like, come on, how y'all charging people hundreds of dollars and you're not even a licensed stylist? So when I talk to some of my friends who are licensed, you know, in their particular occupation, be it lashes, nails, um, hair, they're saying that it's messing it up for their industry as well. Because you go to school to get your license and to learn the, the tips and tricks and all that stuff. And you're charging fair prices for the community because this is what you do for a living. It's not a side gig. It's not a hobby. It's not none to go viral on TikTok. This is your real job. But because these people have bigger followings, folks will go to them, you know, and spend all this money with them, but then come to the community stylist and want them to do their hair for 50 bucks. Well, you just pay such and such verified hairstylist on Instagram a thousand, but now you want to give me 50. So I just feel like a lot of things have been warped with not just Instagram, but with social media in general. And then we have on top of that, the whole food out culture. So we're going to hit on a few different things during this entire um, green room. So I want to hit on just the things that y'all are seeing on Instagram, you know, the work perception. Even when I did the video topic the other day about food out culture, and how a lot of girls don't realize that they're really putting themselves in danger. And it's almost like because it's somebody in your DMs that you're talking to on the internet, it's like people let their guards down, that they probably wouldn't if they just met this person on the street. They'd probably be a bit more, you know what I'm saying, wary, but because it's on Instagram or because this person is verified or they're a rapper or they have a following, it's like people throw all common sense out the window. And it's like, yeah, you could fly me out way across the country and I'm just going to, you know, be naive as hell to think that you don't want nothing out of that. You know, somebody's willing to drop two to $5,000 to fly you out, you know what I'm saying, feed you real good, take you shopping. I'm sure they want a little bit of cooch on the side. I'm just saying we're all adults here. Okay, it ain't tricking if you got it. So I'm gonna go ahead and take some calls. Raise your hand if you want to talk. I want to know y'all's experiences. What are y'all seeing out here in these Instagram streets that are just warped in your opinion as far as pricing, people getting big headed, people charging a thousand dollars to get a full set of nails, people charging three hundred, four hundred dollars for lashes. I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff while scrolling through the streets of Instagram. So I'm going to start bringing people on. Keep your microphone muted until I call your name. So let's go ahead and start. Um, let's see here. Kayla, Kayla, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Oh, Kyla. Kyla. Okay, how you doing? Hey, Kayla. Oh, my gosh. Like, with Instagram and everything like that. Like, I've gotten, I've gotten, like, you know, see friends posting and say, like, oh, come try my hair. Come, like, come. Just comes like do with like do my hair with me whatever, and I've chosen a few people, and one girl out of particular, I went to school with her, so I'm like okay, you know you do hair you're all good, she do my hair everything. When I came to her house, I know she had a dog or whatever, didn't think much of it. Later on after finishing, you know I was late 
had to pay a twenty dollar deposit. Was late everything. After she finished, her dog ended up biting me in the face, and she had the nerve. What? Like, twenty dollar deposit. Even though like my hair all together was like seven dollars, I was like, it's not even worth it trying to sue. I'm just like, chalk it up, never do it again. Just do my own hair. And that was like two years ago. And ever mm-hmm. since, I just do my own hair because I don't trust people. And the ones I do go to, they just basically just do my hair, get my money, and go. No touch of I'm confused. So this was a kitchen stylist, obviously. She's in her house. Why would she not put her dog up? Don't nobody want your dog sniffing their feet and I look in their face. Get that damn butt out of here. <laughs> if, it, if this was a real shop, a dog couldn't walk around. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, you definitely have to be on a, you know, buyer beware and definitely go off a word of mouth. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Kyla. I'm going to go ahead and bring on the next caller. You're welcome. Okay, let me go ahead um, and bring, and I also want to hear from stylists, nail techs, if you're a barber, feel free to call them. We want to hear from y'all side too, especially if you're licensed. I want to hear from from some licensed people as well. So let me go ahead and bring on uh, Jalen Elliott. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay, make sure you guys are ready. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, we can hear you. you. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. Um, Personally, my whole opinion on it, I feel like the people who are unlicensed I feel like, well, for one, they don't have, you would say, like, the proper teaching, right? They didn't go to cosmetology school. A lot of these people are learning from people who might have gone to cosmetology school, but a lot of them are learning from YouTube, you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of the them University are learning of online. YouTube. <laughs> Absolutely, there you go. So it's just like, there. I feel like there is so much information, and there's so mm-hmm. much there's so much to learn from YouTube because, you know, there's some girls walking down the street. They could do, you know, like a bomb bust down middle part easily. You know, they learned it from YouTube. And there are some people who go to school and, you know, that's how they get their education. Now, with the stylist, I feel like as if if you're a stylist and you're charging an arm and a leg, I feel like it should be worth that. You know, I feel like the quality should be worth that. Your attention to detail should be worth that. The materials you're using, you know? I feel like if you're charging off-the-wall prices, why is your conditioner and shampoo from Target? I I, I just don't, you know? I don't feel like that's of quality. I feel like if it's something that I can do myself, of course, everyone can do their own hair, right? But if I'm coming to you for a service, it should be of top-notch quality if that's what your prices are. Your prices should reflect your work. 
And exactly. that's pretty much all I have to say, you know? And what, now piggybacking off of what you said, I've also been hearing that a lot of stylists are now saying they don't wash hair. You need to come with Girl, your hair fully washed and blow dry. <laughs> like, I don't, like, to me, you know, like I said, I don't go in nobody's shop, but that was the point of going to the shop because it was an experience. It was something, you know, not every day, you know, who... I don't want to wash my hair and then go to the shop. You're supposed to do that. And then you're still charging me as if you wash my hair. That doesn't make any sense. There's no discount for you not washing my hair. So why exactly. am I still paying the full price, but you're not doing the full service? That's my thing right there. I don't, I don't understand that. You know, I don't understand not washing hair because that's, that's, you know, isn't that part of the service? You know, because mm-hmm. of course, that that would be part of the service like you know I've had some aunties and you know my mom back in the day she used to do hair and you know they would go take you to the bowl wash your hair condition you know sit under the dryer let it sit the deep conditioner stuff like that you know you would get your hair pressed and trimmed but no I don't it's, I just feel like it's very far few and in between with stylists nowadays especially with a lot of the, the younger ones um I would say because mm-hmm. seeing on Instagram I see a lot of new age stylists, that's not something that they do. But, you know, the girls, like, the older women who actually still do hair, and they've been doing hair for 30, 50 years, their prices, oddly enough, haven't really changed that much, and their quality is still as good, if not better, you know, from when they first started. So I just feel like it's on. it just depends on who you go to and who you trust with your hair. And I feel like people should be very wary of, whose hands they allow to touch their scalp and be in their head. So that's pretty much all I have to say. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jalen, for calling in. Good talking to you. You as well. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Okay, let me go ahead and bring on Namichael. You mean nicotine? You always <laughs> love me up. How you have to do it? <laughs> Hey, sis, I'm looking like, okay, it looks like Michael, but I don't know. I'm like, no, Michael, Nickel. Yes, Empress Nick on um, Discord. I just wanted to touch real quickly on this subject. The la- uh-huh. um, About a few months ago, I washed my hair and everything because I didn't know the procedure. I haven't had my br- my hair braided in like forever. So um, I waited. The young, I said I had to pay a deposit and I waited almost 30 minutes for this young lady. Mind you, she was sitting in the car. And she had her two little kids. She finally mm-hmm. told me to text. She texted me and told me to come in. She was so unprofessional, c- cursing, everything, talking about smashing. Just on the phone while I'm sitting there, I didn't say anything. As she started braiding my hair, my, my hair is thick. I have 4C hair. She told me, um, next time you come in, please make sure that your hair is um, washed and blow dried out easily so I can um, be able to wash um, so I could be able to do your hair. I end up paying her. She charged me 110. So mm-hmm. with tip and everything, I paid her about 130 dollars because she did do a service. So, but the unprofessionalism and just like the young fellow said, um, Jalen is the younger ones. To me, I can't find any of the the elder ones to do my hairs. The younger ones, they're coming and they're having a stipulation of how you um their business is supposed to run, but yet they are so unprofessional with it. I haven't been back since. I'm not saying she's a, a bad girl. I just didn't love the ambiance. I didn't feel it was welcoming. Never again. So I'll, I will stick to YouTube and try my best to learn on my own. Yeah, people are even saying in the chat that they feel like they're being punished for having 4C hair. 
Right. Um, somebody else in the chat, and I don't know if she's a stylist, if she wants to um, speak, she can. She says, you must come wash, blow dried, and your hair needs to be at least four inches or longer. Wow. I, I've never heard. I can't help how long my hair is. Or or if I washed it the night, um, the night before, it's automatically going to revert back to a particular state. And mind you, she didn't have her blow dryer. She didn't have um, enough combs that is needed to go through my hair. So the mm. unpreparedness, the uh, the um, unprofessionalism, that's that's what I look at. I'm not about to pay you all my money, my hard-earned working money. I know y'all have to pay booth rent. I know I know this, that, and the third, but it's still the ambiance, the presence that will allow somebody to come back in who is willing to pay. I watch all of that. But that's all I um I have to say. Love you, T. You take it easy. Bye, y'all. Love you, too. Thank you, sis. Now, okay. look at Deanie in the chat. She says, I learned to do my locks from Lovely T's videos. I haven't had anyone touch my hair since. I know that's right. Give Lovely T a hand clap for teaching the youth 10 years ago how to twist their own locks. Yes, I used to have a hair channel before I started doing commentary. And I had locked two of my nephew's hair. And one cut his hair since, but the other one, Tim's hair is super long to move his back, super thick. It looks like Bob Marley, honey, okay? So, yes, I was teaching folks way back then. Um, but, yeah, the whole thing is very interesting. Uh, Keys was saying she's not a stylist, but she read that on one of these Instagram, you know, stylist profiles that your hair has to be a certain, you know, length. It needs to be blowed straight. So it seems like they don't really want to do the work. And we understand that 4C hair is a lot of work to do. I mean, it, it is. Let's all keep that real. But at the end of the day, that's part of your job as a stylist. You should be able to do all types of hair if you're a stylist, you can't just pick and choose. Now I can see charging a little bit extra for hair that might be extra long or, you know, even extra thick. I can see maybe charging like an extra $10, but you'll have people like, no, it's an extra $75 because your hair is too thick. That's a lot of money on top of the initial service. Okay. So let me go ahead and bring on my girl, Emily. Emily's in the house. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> oh, here I come. Can you hear me? Sorry. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Emily. Okay, it's storming up here. I'm good. Hey, everybody. Now, I wanted you to call in because you are a, you're a, you cut hair. You know, yes. You're, are you a barber? Like, is that what they call girls who cut hair? I'm or technically, a, a, I guess if you want to be technical, I'm a master barber, so I'm a barber and a cosmetologist. I'm not but I usually, a master barber, yeah. let them know. <laughs> yeah, so I do both, but I primarily, I specialize in men's cuts. I prefer barbering, it's just quicker, it's easier, I make more money and it's less of a headache. But I do also uh, style hair, I do women's hair as well, I do color, I do it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember we was talking Cause you kind of explained to me, cause I'm like, why would anybody even want to pay $2,000 to get their hair colored and fixed? And you were uh -huh. explaining to me that some of the products, the shampoos, having to fix somebody else's mistake. And that it's a long process when you're talking about taking somebody from like dark, you know, to like a platinum blonde, that it's a lot yeah. of steps to it. Yes, too. So blonde, especially blonde is very difficult because when you do blonde, you have to buy like special products. They're, they're called, called bond builders. So anyways, it just is kind of like insurance. We call it like the seat belt. So you don't, it doesn't fry your hair off. So mm -hmm. if you want to, if you have really dark hair and you're wanting to get to that platinum blonde, excuse me, it, it does, uh, 
It takes very, very expensive products. It takes a lot of knowledge. It takes a lot of time because you can't just put lightener all over the head. You have to use different developers, um, different peroxide volumes. It, it just is a lot of time. And also the way that the hair develops is different. If someone has really thick, long hair, that's more time. Everything's time. It's calculated. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, because you were saying that you prefer to deal with male clients and just cut hair, that Mm -hmm. it can just be a lot, you know, with the female clients. But do you feel like there's a whole new crop of folks on Instagram where it's very warped with the pricing and how a lot of them are not licensed, but they're charging even more than licensed stylists? Yes, I do. And also, um, you know, the prices of things obviously are going to go up as time goes on, inflation. The products that we use to to color people's hair, or even the clippers we use, the shears we use to cut the hair, the prices on everything are going up. So obviously prices as a stylist are going to increase. But with that being said, everybody else is being affected by inflation too. So if somebody is willing to pay you their hard-earned money to do their hair, you need to make sure that you're giving them top-tier service. I'm not about to drop $1,000 on nothing and get some shitty bootleg experience. I want to have champagne. I want to have a hookah. I want to have someone engaged. Like, I want it all. you got to go out of your way, especially with YouTube. That's another thing a lot of stylists need to realize. Why would someone pay you $1,000 to do their hair when they feel like they can go online and learn how to do it themselves? That means you better come through and you better bring everything you got and make them feel like, you know what, it was easier, it was more convenient, I really enjoyed the experience, and I look fire. That's the most important thing is, as a stylist, I feel we're all here to make money, but you need to make sure that whoever comes in your chair, when they leave, they feel good about themselves. That's the biggest like reward to me is that someone is enjoying and, and feels good about how they look. So these people on Instagram are really doing the most, especially if they're not licensed, I don't care how good you are. If you don't have a license, then your prices should not be, like, top-tier prices. Right, because back in the day, that was the whole point of going to a kitchen. That's what we call them, kitchen petition. You uh-huh. go to a kitchen petition, you, basically your hunger or your cousin, or you come to Titi House, my house, and we can all <laughs> be in the kitchen. You know what I mean? I'll be perfectly right. hair. I'll be doing it, too. Hair. Right, you know, but they were... First of all, most of us weren't even charging back then because we were teenagers. So it's like practice and we're learning and things like that. But even once we started charging, I might do like a whole braided set, you know, like cornrows, like straight to the back for somebody, you know, $10, you know, a, a phony pony, you know, waterfall ponytails. It might take right. a while to do. We charge 25 You can't be charging what the, what the stylist up the street whose license is charging. How does that work? But now it's like, You know, like I said, I feel like when I go on Instagram, it's not about fair pricing, like you said, to the customers. It's about the lifestyle for these people. Because in the same breath, they're bragging about, like, all this stuff that they're buying, all their luxurious items off of, you know, overcharging people. Yeah, and a lot of people feel like their prices are more valuable, or not their prices, well, their prices should be more, and their services are more valuable based off the amount of followers you have. I don't give a shit how many followers you have. Can you do my hair? I get my nails done every two weeks on the dot, and the girl who does my nails does a really, really good job. I don't have to worry about them breaking. They look just how I want. I ain't even got to tell her how to do them, so I don't mind paying her extra. I don't mind throwing her an extra tip. Because I know that I'm going to get a good service. I don't care how many followers she has. How is that going to affect my nails and how they look and if they're going to break or if they're going to, you know, be how I want. 
So I think there's a balance somewhere that they, that needs to be found because anybody who's sit you know behind the chair. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hair for eight hours, doing like a total transformation or doing hair, obviously that's going to be expensive, that it wears on you, it wears on your body. It, that's a full day's work. So, you know, what someone decides to charge, that is up to them, and what someone decides to pay is up to them. So, like I said, I think there's a balance. Understanding that products are expensive and the quality of the work, you know, you pay for what you get. But also, like I said, the stylists need to understand that with YouTube, a lot of people are just going to do the shit themselves. So you do need to make sure what you're charging is worth it. And would you pay for that? Right. Now, somebody in the chat, Jeremy says, we are out here financing these stylists' BBLs. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know what? You know what I'm, you know I'm going to say about that? I ain't got me one, so I'm, I'm not even hating. But if I could, I would. But let, it, a whole other subject. I will say that if that stylist, they're financing their BBLs, if that stylist is making someone feel good, you know, if they're doing, if they're putting the work in, you know, it ain't no different than, uh, I'm trying to think of something to compare. To. I guess maybe a surgeon who does a good job, you know, if they're putting their work in, they're putting their hard money. what they choose to spend their money on, that's on them, but they can't be overcharging people mm-hmm. on something that ain't worth it, you know. Right. Now, let me go ahead. Um, I'm going to put you back on hold and I'm going to bring some more people on. Okay. Now, people in the chat are also talking about, can we talk about these um, weave people, the folks who sell weave? And how their prices, how they're overcharging, because we all know they're getting their damn weed from, um, you know, over there in China for like a hundred dollars, and then they're flipping it and selling it, you know, for five hundred. And of course, you should make a profit. I'm not saying that, you know, you should make a profit depending on the length, the the texture, and all that stuff. But you do have people who are selling weed for like a thousand, two thousand dollars, and that doesn't include install. Somebody in the chat said that they had paid four hundred dollars for them to glue the wig to their head. And the wig literally lifted and came off in two days. That's ridiculous to me. I feel like glued weave should be no more than 50 bucks. I'm sorry. It, I just feel like, I mean, and I'm talking about just to glue it in, not the styling. I'm talking about if you're just gluing it in, that part should just be 50 bucks. Then, of course, if you're styling, cutting it, dyeing it, whatever, then, you know, you, you add more. But $400 and half the time it's not styled. You know, or or the style doesn't last. It just it doesn't make sense to me because that glue doesn't stay. Whereas if you get a sew-in, that can stay for weeks at a time. You can wash it. You know, you can wash a sew-in in your hair. You can't wash your hair with glued-in weave. You got to take. It's going to come off. So it's a lot. I do feel like some of the um, weaveologists are definitely taking advantage. <laughs> Let me go ahead and bring on Mena. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Somebody said they can't hear me. Yeah, I can hear you pretty well. Okay, perfect. I don't know what they're talking about, y'all. Thank you so much for having me. I'm such a big fan. I like to call you the voice of reason because you're so reasonable and rational. Thank you so much. Um, Okay, so... So in terms of like hairstyles themselves, so I live in Canada, but like since I wear the hijab and since I have like pretty thick curly hair, 
I don't like mm-hmm. to get my hair cut here because people just aren't like either they don't accommodate, just have like zero experience with curly hair. Like it's just not taught here. Um, so oh. when I do go to Egypt, though, um, I was once calling like a hair salon just to see if they like accommodate and like how much it costs. And like the guy, he was like, OK, so if you want a regular hairstylist, it costs this much. But if you want the Lebanese hairstylist, it's going to cost more. And I'm like. Like, why should her nationality matter? You know what I mean? Right. What the heck? I've never heard of that. Yeah. It's like because like like Lebanon, they're also like famous for having like really good um, like like there's this guy named Munir. He's very viral on social media. He dyes hair really well. So I guess they assume that because she's Lebanese, she's better. And in my head, I'm like, like, I don't care what her nationality is like. I want an Egyptian person who can deal with my Egyptian hair. You know what I mean? So it was just Mm kind of stupid. But um, in terms of the Instagram topic um, and hairstylists on Instagram, I feel like, you know, social media removes gatekeepers. So maybe some people can't afford to go to mm. school, but their marketing tactics are really good. You know, like today's day, like everyone's expected to have a social media presence. Like even like in university, they're telling us like, oh, as a marketing student, like you should be like your own micro influencer and have like um and have like a like a in, like a social media presence if you want to get hired like a, a regular corporate job which is like crazy cuz like you can't talk about Instagram without mental health and i personally like i've stopped using Instagram for a while so mm-hmm. i'm like i don't want to like i shouldn't have to compromise my mental health to get a job um so maybe like those like unprofessional hairstylists or sorry unlicensed hair pl- stylists they just they're more tech savvy than the older licensed people so um they maybe they can intrigue people a bit more. And then I think you mentioned it in a different video before where you said that, like, maybe some people have the skill, but they don't have the professionalism. They can't, like, um, clean things properly. They, you know, they didn't teach them like they don't have that experience with those little things that they teach you in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe they see people like Arrogant Tay, you know, he's living his life like, yeah, he does hair, but like he gets to fly out to Dubai with Ari and he's living mm-hmm. his best life. So maybe they. um they they like um they want to like upcharge so they can one day live that lifestyle maybe they'll get discovered by the next instagram baddie and they'll run the instagram streets together so it's really i guess it's all about marketing and just um hyping things up to um portray like an image of glamour no i definitely agree with that and that's the one thing with social media is that it does create a competition you know, like now, I mean, the beauty industry is competition anyways, but with social media, it's definitely creating a competition where it's like, we're now drilling into people's heads that in order to make it, you have to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Everybody has to own their own business. You have to be a brand. Well, if everybody's an entrepreneur, who's going to be the consumer? I'm just saying like we can't all be bosses and that's okay. But it's almost like to say that you're just comfortable, you know, just working a nine to five or, you know, just living your simple life. It's almost like it's frowned upon. Like, why aren't you on Instagram? Why don't you have a thousand followers? Why don't you, you know, and we got to understand that everybody's not into that. But it's sad that that's being incorporated more and more into real society, like into real jobs, because you'll even have jobs now asking, like, you know, what is your social media presence? Not yeah. necessarily because they care about you. They care about your following because now maybe you can make the job look better or bring more people to that particular company. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it's crazy too because like sometimes you know like companies like or some people like my views aren't associated with my company, so it's like are you supposed to be your own person or are you supposed to be like represent the company's image? Like it's just kind of like why can't we pick one or the other? Like why do we have to be our own influencers and work for the company? Like I don't know, it's just crazy. Wow. Well, thank you so much for calling in. It was good talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, people don't understand that. Like, not everybody wants to be a part of the social media world or influencer. Like, I remember Emily had discussions about that because people were mad, like, oh, well, what's her Instagram or, you know, why aren't you uh, promoting her Instagram? Emily is not on social media like that. Like, me and her have a personal relationship. People I bring my podcast, I have a personal relationship with them. If they want to shout out their Instagram, that is their business. But most of them, they don't fool with social media like that. They're not looking for a following. They're not looking for y'all to be stalking them because some people just want to live their normal private lives. And I think we need to normalize that again. I think that's okay. I think people need to understand that everybody's not into the same thing. Like, yes, I'm a social media influencer. I do social media, but that's not for me to like force my friends into that limelight because all of it honestly is not positive. You know, there's a lot of perks. But then there's also that bad side that people don't talk about either. So people need to understand that that some people love having their private life and that's okay. So let me go ahead. Um, so now I want to switch because we've been on here for already an hour. Dang, time be flying, y'all. So let's talk about this whole flute out culture. Okay, and Emily, if you want to jump back on, you can. Um, I know a lot of times too, you'll have like strippers going out of town and different things like that and dancers you know, they go out of town and they might meet with different people. But now you have a lot of um, young girls, young guys, they're getting flued out. And I don't think that they really understand some of the dangers that are out there, you know, and that you have to be careful. And just because somebody is verified or has a big following on social media does not mean that they necessarily mean you. They're spending all this money for. Exactly. And like somebody said in the chat, you do have people they're like kind of taking on this whole city girls mentality, you know, like getting food out, getting shopping sprees and eating well. And that's fine if that, you know, I'm not here to knock nobody, child. It's not my job to babysit none of y'all, okay? Um, but you have to understand that somebody's not doing that just from the kindness of their heart. Exactly. They want something in return. So my thing is, ain't nothing wrong with getting flew out. Okay, but understand what comes with that. Do not go into this situation naive or thinking like, oh, well, you know, he just wants to just sip tea with me and watch Netflix. That's not why he's right. doing that, because guess what? He can sip tea with somebody in his city. He can go get an escort. Now, one of the girls um, yesterday on Discord made a really good point. She was 24 years old. Deja She made a really good point. And she said what scares her about the whole food out culture is that you have to understand some of the men who are flying out these young girls out of town and you know to different cities a lot of them are doing that for nefarious reasons it's a power mm -hmm. thing it's an ego thing it's something that they're getting off on because if it's really about sex and remember rape is not about sex the average person can exactly. go out there and get you can get screwed I, I know people who ain't got a fucking pot to piss in can get some damn pussy so let's keep that real okay Anybody can have sex out here, but rape, sexual assault, it's not about the, the act itself. It's about the power. 
It's about having power over somebody. So you got to think about it like this. When a man is saying, I'm going to fly you out, young girl who's broke as hell from the hood, ain't got shit. I'm going to fly you out here to Miami, show you a good time, take you shopping. That is a power dynamic that most young girls are not understanding and they're not realizing because now that they've got you out here, that power dynamic says, I have to do something with them now because he took care of me. He looked out. They're getting off on that because, again, if it was just simply about sex, why not just go get an escort and give her two, three hundred dollars for the night? Go for right, Trey Songs. Trey Songs right. for an example. Look how fine he is. He's got plenty of money, but look how many times he's been accused of doing all these horrible things. If it was just sex, I'm pretty sure he can get pussy no problem. Right. It's clearly a power thing. It's more to it, just like you said. Yeah, and even somebody was saying, um, like Olivia said in the chat, you'll be at a disadvantage if you get flewed out. Uh, Michelle says mystical. Yeah, let's talk about mystical, the, the, the mm -hmm. coochie crook. You know, um, again, where there's smoke, there's fire. People are not going to keep accusing you of the same thing if there's not some type of validity there. And you have women, again, putting their guards down, thinking, well, this is a rapper, this is an entertainer. Oh, uh, yeah, that might have been my headset. I'm sorry, girl. I was putting it oh, on okay. sound. Hair Isaac's loud ass. <laughs> but you can, um, whatchamacallit, you'll see people, you know, like the girls who got on Nelly's tour bus and things like that. And it's just like you can't just throw common sense out the window because somebody has a name. Look at R. Kelly. You know, people was jumping, running behind him and getting flewed out to Chicago and found themselves locked in a damn, you know, in a room for the next month where he was sliding porridge under the door and telling them to pee in buckets. They're so, making them eat know. shit. Yeah, you don't know what these people are into. It's, it's insane. So let me go ahead and take on some more calls. Um, Miss A. Hunt, go ahead and unmute your microphone. We can't hear you. You might have to go out and then come back in, sis. Uh, Yaya, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Oh, my God. I love you so much. I just wanted to say that because yeah, but I also wanted to when I wanted to I was listening at work to your flute out culture podcast. And mm -hmm. I really just wanted to say about the whole flute out culture thing is we put so much on these men. Oh, these men are kicking these girls out. These men, they flying these girls out. What from I'm 26 years old and I mm -hmm. know for a fact that when you're having exchanges, whether through text message, through Instagram, through anything, people are definitely talking spicy. They talking mm -hmm. crazy. They acting like they all about, like like you said, they acting like they got the wettest cooch. They Megan the Stallion mm -hmm. through these text messages. They do it all night long. Right. Yep. People talk a good game on social media to be pillow princesses behind, exactly. the, damn, behind the door. <laughs> or the biggest issue we have with a lot of these women, uh, especially nowadays, because we have to put accountability on ourselves, is mm -hmm. because the women are going to these states thinking that they're going to turn these guys into husbands and turn these guys into all types of other different things. Mean, meanwhile, these guys are just looking for a good time. Mm. they're not looking for you to be their wife. They're not looking for you to be their long-term girlfriend. And a lot of these girls think they're going to, like the city girls and like JT and all of them, they think they're going to bag a rapper, bag mm -hmm. a guy that got some bread. And it's like, that's not how the, this goes. You can get into a situation as if 
you know, allegedly the things that Trey Songs do, do to women, allegedly, not even allegedly with mystical because he just been out here doing whatever he wanted every time he get out of jail. So it's right. just like a lot of these women have to understand you can't turn no no rich guy so you think he's rich just because he cashing out a couple of dollars. Meanwhile, he might be hitting a little lick here and there, but he really ain't got it. Right. Because on social media, honestly, and that's the scary part, you really can be anybody you want to be on social media. You know, yeah. a lot of, you know how we talk about when you first meet somebody in the real world, you're kind of meeting their representative. You don't know everything about that person. You don't know how they get down. You don't know if they're, you know, really clean, if they keep a messy house. You're just seeing them in the club. Oh, she got a bad shape. Oh, he looked good. You know, that's about it. You're meeting their representative mm -hmm. until you get to know them. And I think that this young generation needs to understand that too with social media. You're meeting that person's representative. You don't personally know them. And I know that's one thing I have to really tell people on YouTube. Like, y'all look at these YouTubers, even myself included, you don't personally know us. Like, y'all are sitting here like such and such. Like, I think it was, who was that? The, the white family, the man. He had all them damn kids. He cheated on the wife. I can't even think of the family right now. The Shaytards. Y'all remember the Shaytards? They were a big YouTube family. And I remember when it came out that he was cheating on the wife and, you know, all this mess. Like, people were devastated because they had invested so much time watching them. Look at everybody in the chat like, who? Ah! <laughs> and you this know what the, cra YouTube. I'm you know sorry, what the crazy school. thing is? Uh -huh. uh, the other day, I was just on Instagram and I saw that Ari, she posted like this, uh, this, uh, it was like a toaster and it was with a screen on it. But mm -hmm. mind you, everybody was on Instagram. Instagram has people so wrapped up about thinking that these people are rich. And a lot of times in the African-American community, what we do is we get on Instagram showing things as our as a sign to other people as having wealth and with Ari showing this toaster and people are like, oh, I ain't got that toaster. I'm broke. I'm like, that toaster costs like $300 at Best Buy. Like, but you don't know that because she got, because Instagram got your mind to be so warped that because she posted it and you've never seen it before that you can't get it. Right. Okay. So I'm looking it up right now, this toaster. Um, it's a like, digital toaster with pictures. You can, it's like a touchscreen toaster. Yes. Okay, I've never seen that before. And it's about, girl, I be walking by it in Best Buy every day swiping. Like, I want this toaster, but then I be thinking I don't even eat enough toast. My thing is, though, <laughs> I mean, for almost $400, is it going to get the, is it going to walk to the fridge, get the cold bread out, stick it in itself? You know what I'm saying? So when I wake up, it's already there, ready. But guess what? A lot of people are saying, like, the toaster don't even make the toast right, but it's the flute. Like, it, it ties into the flute-out culture that you talked about because a lot of people are the girls that are talking about this flute-out culture and that they're participating in it, the ones at the highest level are basically showing us things that they think that we can't get or we can't acquire on our own. And it's like, mm. you can acquire whatever you feel like you want you want to, as long as you work hard. These girls, at the end of the day, yes, they are getting flued out in this, but they work hard enough. I know people don't, don't think that they do, but, you know, doing endorsements and having to fly from here to there to be seen at this and that club, they're still working in whatever right they are to make their money. Right. So the girls exactly. that think that they just going to go out to wherever they think they're going to fly to and be able to just make get rich off some rapper that's some local rapper in his city, that's not really how it works. I definitely like, agree. 
Yeah, Ari and Jada and these girls, we like to talk about them. And they don't get me wrong. There's a certain level of what they do that's ridiculous. But at the same time, there's a certain work ethic that they put out that uh, these other girls, y'all not putting out. But is it really a work ethic, though, or did they luck up? I think now, it's I know Jade is different. I think Jade is yeah. different because she was she was kind of self-made and you know she's been doing her thing, you know, since she I was think young. it's I'm both. Jade. I think it's both. I think these girls go out into like the industry. They, you know, they they make sure they have the, the best clubs, they make sure they got the clothes, they make sure they're in the vicinity of the people the pe- people that they can touch. And then mm-hmm. that's kind of how they luck up. But a lot of these girls, like I grew up in Atlanta, and everybody know Atlanta is like you all the girls are in Atlanta just outside thinking that they're going to find that, but they're not really doing, like you said, what the Jadas were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all I really wanted to say about it. And I really, really love you. I love your channel. I've been watching you for like six years now. And I just, I, you are like the, the person on YouTube for the voice of reason for us. Thank you so much, sis. And you caught in with some really good points. I really appreciate you. No problem. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. Yeah, she made some really good points. And that's the thing. Again, like I always say, especially with Instagram, it's a highlight reel, right? So they're only going to show you the best of the best. They're only going to show you the days when they're making toast out of their $300 toaster. (laughs) I've still never seen this toaster before. You know, they're only going to show you that. They're not going to show you the days when they're depressed and they're having to deal with BS and and certain things aren't working out. They're only going to show you that highlight reel, and that's what people need to understand. Everybody doesn't have good days 24-7, 365. You know, there's ups and downs and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's definitely a glamorous, it's definitely a glamorized culture. You know, that's one thing that I'm seeing about it. It's very glamorized, especially like when you start talking about people getting flewed out to Dubai and things like that. And I think, you know, for like a lot of young people, things have been so glamorized, like on social media, because again, nothing is new under the sun. People was getting flewed out and, you know, driven out of town and stuff like that when we were kids too. So it's nothing different. But even back then, it was more on the download. It was more on the hush. Whereas now everything's just so out in the open. And again, if that's how you want to get down, you have to understand the situation that you're getting yourself into. And you can't go into it being naive or thinking that you're about to, you know, use this guy or get him for what he got. Because at this point, when you're alone in somebody's hotel room and you're in their city, they have the power. Unfortunately, they have the power. So you have to be really careful with that. Let me go ahead and bring on DeAndre. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. You know, I'm always happy to talk to my internet auntie, okay? <laughs> I know, that's right. <laughs> so I have a, I wanted to go with the hair thing. So I'm going to try to be brief because I have a lot mm-hmm. of points. So my sister's a hairstylist. She braids. Um, she was just starting out or whatever. I told her, I convinced her to make an Instagram. And this one lady, because we live in New Jersey. Um, so this one lady, one of her customers, like she went through a lot of stuff because a lot of people take advantage. And that's the other part that people don't want to talk about on here, but I'm going to say it. A lot of y'all, not the tea sippers, but a lot of y'all in the atmosphere like to try to get over on these hairstylists. So some, some, some of these people are literally legitimate with them charging fees to protect their investment and to protect their time. So many times she has told me about people being late, you know, because she travels to their house. She doesn't have a shop. So she'll travel to them and do their hair. So that's a convenience. She doesn't charge them a convenience fee. That's already in, you know what I'm saying, uh, her pricing. You know what I'm saying? And her pricing is mm-hmm. reasonable. She doesn't really charge anybody $200. She always stays in a range of like 100 and, you know, some change. 
So she travels to the girl. The girl, mind you, this is all discussed before they even before she even comes. She doesn't pay her deposit. Her hair is not washed and it's not blow dry. And I want to add this in too because I'm in New Jersey. So when we go to the African braiders, the hair has to be washed, blow dry, <laughs> and ready to go, even for them to braid your hair. So this is nothing new on this side. I'm not sure about anywhere else, but we have a lot of braiding shops and a lot of, you know, African braiding, you know, braiders who will braid. So that's what they do. So that I understand on this side. I'm not sure everywhere else. So that's the prerequisite for her to come and braid the girl's hair. The girl wasn't hair wasn't washed, wasn't blow dried. My sister just did it and didn't even charge her. So she was really discouraged for me to even continue her business because a lot of people would just like cancel on the day of, they wasn't helping her, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? As far as doing their part. So I feel like. Well, I've also heard of people running out of shots. Oof. Like they'll get their hair done. Like I don't understand that at all. Like that's crazy. Like they'll go to like other shops in other cities, you know, book an appointment, get their hair done. And then near the end when they, you know, they're looking like they're fumbling in their purse, get up and just run, run for the hills. It's like, wait, what? So, yeah, I've had stylists write me and tell me that, too. So there's definitely a, a, a two-way street with bad behavior from the clients and certain stylists. But I get I get it, though, especially like the, you know, the deposit. I definitely get that because, again, that's a convenience. If you're saying that you're going to be here at 11 o'clock, you need to be here at 11 o'clock no later than 11.05. Because, again, that cuts into the next client that that person has. You know, we have to respect each other's time. So I definitely get like a booking fee and things like that. But, you know, again, then you have others who just have these outrageous fees as well. Right. And they're just trying to take advantage of people because they honestly don't have the right etiquette. Now, I want to go switch gears and I want to talk about, uh, uh, I want to jump into, I want to just say this comment real quick. Who didn't know the City Girls was thought? I just want to... <laughs> I just wanted to ask that question. <laughs> who did not know? If they said he gonna flew me out and all of this stuff like that, who in their right mind did, does not pay attention that these girls were doing something for this attention? They obviously was effing to get all of the stuff that they had. And I'm not trying to disrespect them, but I'm just trying to say from their music, you know, if they're really living what they're speaking, you know, that's the real reality. But I think because there's no OGs around like they used to be, they're kind of dismissed in our culture today. Nobody's mm-hmm. putting them on game. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody telling you. I'm sorry, this loud ass bird. Ain't nobody, <laughs> ain't nobody telling you, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to F if you want to get this from this man. I think about the movie Hustlers. You know what I'm saying? If you're really trying to scam and get away with something, you have to put yourself in a certain position to do that. These girls are trying to use their, their beauty and their bodies as ways to, they think that's enough and it's not enough these days. I just want to say that move on. Last point. I <laughs> have been a victim of one of the Instagram bots. And I want to come up here and tell my testimony real quick and get off the stand, okay? Mm-hmm. Them bots, they got me. They got me, T. They got me good. So Instagram is just so crazy. It's a ghetto place. I don't recommend it for nobody, okay? Nobody. <laughs> I got on Instagram. You know, I'm, I'm on my regular page or whatever, chilling, because I have two pages. I deleted one page. I've got a password, and I got it back. So I have two. My original page that I have with everybody on there, I have, like, maybe, like, 500 followers. So um, mm-hmm. and some of the people I know, and then, you know, I follow a lot of people. So that means, you know, I'm whack, you know, most people who follow a lot of people, they're not popping, but if they don't follow a lot of people and they got a lot of followers, normally, you know, that that person has like a big fan base. So I had this page reach out to me talking about some, Oh, you know, do you want to be an influencer influencer? And I was, I was geeked up. I'm like, Oh, I'm about to be an influencer, you know, look at me popping. So it's for do They call wave Kings. I'm gonna throw them out there. T I am because they need to be exposed. So I went to buy something because they gave me a promo code to use on my page. And they also gave me a code to get a discount. I ordered from them. I didn't, I never received anything back. They took the money out of my account. The stuff was never shipped. It never came and never showed up. I got scammed. Okay. 
And mm. I feel like because of the culture today, I was unaware of some of the red flags that came up. First of all, if you come to my little video page, it should have been a scam, okay? It wasn't genuine, you know, but because I was caught up into the, you know, the Instagram culture and hype, I didn't pay attention to the signs. And they, they got my little, you know, $42, they can have it, but they scammed me. And then I found they went on one of my friend's pages and he actually promoted the page. And it, they have like six, seven pages that I seen online. And when I went to go talk to them, it's how I know it was a scam to get my money back, they blocked me, okay? they yeah. blocked me so i just want to just put that out there thank you for letting me talk hi i'm getting off of here right, love you thank too. you bye i right, love you too yeah there's a lot of scams going on right now on social media you know everything from crypto scams to you know these classes i've been that's another big thing these people having these <laughs> these empowerment brunches now i get doing an empowerment brunch and people are feeling if they leave your empowerment brunch feeling empowered and learning something. But I don't want to spend $500 to go to empowerment brunch. And it's just a bunch of already rich women telling me how they're living the life. Oh, and I get to go here and there and I own this and that. Okay, well, sis, how do I get to where you're at? Okay, I have my notebook, got my pen. What do I need to do? Oh, you, you just got to pray. You got to have faith. Okay, but what do I physically need to do? You know what I mean? So I, I see a lot of that too. That's another hustle. You know, get a bunch of, you know, rich influences together, rent out a spot, get it decorated, and charge folks $500 to eat cantaloupe and waffles. Like, child, them, <laughs> them financial and, yeah, them quote-unquote financial workshop empowerment brunches, I be cracking up because everybody know who's gone to those they haven't come back with good stories. They haven't started a business. They haven't, like nothing has happened from them going to that. You know, so yeah, the struggle seminars are real, child. <laughs> let me go ahead and bring on um, India Shade. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay, let me bring on Daisy. Daisy, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hi, how are you? Good, I'm so excited, I love you too. <laughs> love you too, sis. Okay, so I want to talk, um, say two little stories about the flu out culture. Mm -hmm. So I live over here in Latin America. Oh, what country? I love Panama. the accent. Panama, okay. Yes. <laughs> so there is a lot of um, guys from the US, from Europe, they come here or they are like on Instagram and they want to flew you out to some places. So that happened uh, a lot here, right? Mm -hmm. And there was this friend that she got uh, invited to New York by a guy uh, from New York, right? Mm -hmm. And she was really excited and everything. She didn't really give us a lot of details or where she was going, but mm -hmm. it was horrible because... She went there in first class and everything, you know, the whole like Instagram stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they went shopping for stuff. They had like a date, a full day, two days of like going around, Statue of Liberty, everything. And then mm -hmm. um, they were in his hotel. She mm -hmm. liked the guy physically, so she didn't mind to sleep with him. You know, she actually liked him. Right. And then the guy pulled out a gun and put it in her head. Are you and serious? Yes. It was horrible. And he started screaming, 
You see, you are a fucking gold digger, bitch. Now what you going to do? You thought you were going to get my money, you stupid bitch. He started oh screaming at her like that, and they were just alone. And this guy, he had money, he had like security and stuff. So imagine how she felt, uh, just like a normal girl, and she knew nobody there. And mm-hmm. we didn't even know what hotel she was. We just heard like, oh, there is this handsome guy I've been talking to, and mm-hmm. he invited me to New York. Okay, I got chills. So, listen to this. I'm getting chills. Yes. Yeah, so because was, that's what I was just saying. Like, you know, women not understanding. Like, think about it, sis. Why would he have to fly your beautiful friend from Panama to yeah. New York? There's so many beautiful women in New York. Why exactly. not just get a girl? So, again, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's guys who are on this power trip where there's a lot of sinister things. Like, yeah. he was doing that because he knows deep down inside she's not from the country. Where's she going to go? She doesn't know anybody. So he can abuse her in that way that he couldn't if it was a chick from the Bronx. She might come back with all her little blood brothers and shoot up the hotel. You know, so that is so scary. So how did you find out? How did she get out that situation? Okay, so the guy then let go of her hair because he had it from her hair, like pulling her hair. And then he started laughing. She said he started laughing like a maniac. And then he was like, oh, I was just kidding. Go on, go on and take your bags of uh, purchases and leave. But he was like looking at her like, go, go take it, you know, like playing with her. So she was Mm -hmm. thinking like, oh, my God, like, is he going to let me take it or is he going to shoot me in the leg or somewhere when I'm taking it? You know, she Mm -hmm. felt like in one of those movies where they play with like humans and make them like run and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So she ended up just begging, just please, like, let me leave, let me leave. And then the guy said, like, okay. I gave you an option. You don't want to take the the purchases. Just leave. Just go. Go out of my room. And she took her stuff and left uh, to the lobby. She mm-hmm. went to the bathroom. And then she we did like a group chat. We have a group chat in WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And she called. And she was crying. We were really worried. So mm-hmm. we booked her a, hot, a different hotel. We all got together and purchased a ticket for her. So she could come uh, back the next day. And yet she never heard from the guy. She didn't even have uh, sex with the guy. He was just Mm. a really weird, like crazy guy. So just a psychopath. Yeah, like really a truly psychopath. She came back with nothing, just um, very, very, very traumatized team. Really, really crazy. And we all got like really traumatized by this um, Mm -hmm. experience. And this is not the only thing that I heard because this is something that happened a lot here. There's like a lot of women here in Panama from all Latin America and a lot of men, they come here to like what you call like sex tourism. Mm -hmm. So there are some horrible stories and I always try to like talk to to my friends and to whoever I can to be really careful because we are mm-hmm. women at the end of the day. We are like physically weaker, easy to mm-hmm. prey on. So just because somebody is has money or is famous or whatever, we are we are still in danger. Yeah, and I mean and you're gorgeous. I mean you're very pretty Aww. from your picture. Yes, you're gorgeous. Thank you, sis. 
And do you feel like, because I've noticed it on even Twitter, like some American men like fetishize, like especially yes. La- Latina girls in, yes. you know, South America, and they'll fetishize y'all and they'll be like, oh, don't date American women, especially black American women. You mm-hmm, can go to Latin mm-hmm. America. They'll sleep with you. They'll do this, this, and that. Yes. And then you'll see them on videos on TikTok with like all these girls who look young, but a lot of them don't even look like they're over the age of 21. And yeah. yeah, I get my pick of her and her and her. And I always wonder, are these girls really getting taken care of? You get what I'm saying? Because yeah, they're sleeping with these guys and you know, they're getting praised on social media. But are these guys really taking care of them? Or are they just, you know, sleeping with them, giving them $10 and saying you should just be grateful? And, you know, like, what are some horror stories that you've heard? Because human trafficking is real, but also that sex tourism. I've been wanting to do a deep dive on sex tourism. But that sex tourism from everything I've researched, it's no joke. And it's really you have Western men taking advantage of women in poorer countries. And I'm not saying that the women are also not knowing, you know, they're also going into it willingly as well. Because, you know, the economy is bad. There's not a lot of work. Yeah. So, you know, like they said on Euphoria, you know, when you're a girl, honey, you can always sell what's down there. Unlike a man. A man can't, unless you, you know, service other men. But for the most part, men, it's harder for men to sell themselves, but women can always, you know, turn to that. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you've seen and heard um, as far as like people fetishizing y'all on social media and then some of the horror stories that have happened to the young girls? So I know this uh, girl, uh, also, she lives here. She's not a Panamanian. She's from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And she got pregnant uh, by an American guy. She came mm-hmm. here. He came here and, like, lied to her. And, like, you know, he was just here for, like, a vacation. But they had, like, a summer love, let's say. And she ended up pregnant. And when she got, like, pregnant, she said, he said, like, oh, I just have to go to America and then come back, you know. And mm-hmm. he left and never came back and then when she was saying like oh i'm gonna go there and like take you to the court because i'm pregnant and stuff he replied he said you know i i know what i can do with ten thousand dollars in panama i know i can pay somebody this money and i know you will disappear so he Mm. uh, seriously threatened her so unfortunately she went and she got um abortion and obviously wow. that's a very traumatized situation. And she mm-hmm. liked the guy. It was she was not um a gold digger. Mm-hmm. They were looking just for the money. He actually she actually liked the guy. Mm-hmm. But yet some like there are uh, many cases like this. They just come, they get some girl pregnant and they leave. Some they do like take care of the child, but they are not even in the life of the of the child. Yeah. yeah. And and, and that's eat. the thing, like, we've even seen people on Twitter say things like, oh, you can go down in Latin America and you can get some coochie for $30 and a bag of rice. Yeah. And that's sad because it's like, if somebody needs, a, if they have to sell themselves for a bag of rice, does that make you proud of yourself as a man? Like, that's, that's horrible, sad. right? Mm-hmm. And for example, what a lot of uh, African-American um, guys don't understand so by the way I consider myself a black woman you know here in Latin mm-hmm. America there is a lot of black people who are just born uh, here so right, you guys a lot speak of Spanish yeah <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of uh, African-American guys 
they uh, fetishize more the like white Latinas, you know. Mm-hmm. And what they don't know is that uh, here people are very racist. So mm-hmm. many of them, they only date them because they have money, and their family of the girl hates uh, the black guys. They hate. This is like the worst that a Latina girl can do is bring a black guy, especially from the U.S. Because uh, a, a Latinos, the old Latinos, they like to keep within the culture. You know, they rather. The, the girl today, another Latino man, I don't know where is the, this idea that they have, that if they come here, they are like kings and everybody loves them. No, it's just because they have money. Mm-hmm. So this is also very um, toxic, toxic because they are fetishizing these women. And many of the, the women, they don't really even like them, like mm. actually like them. They... I hear a lot, it's normal, I hear all the time, like they say, they think they are like disgusting and horrible things like this. And yeah, and they just care that they have money. So when I see in the in the American Twitter that they were bragging about this stuff because I saw it, it's funny yeah, to me because yeah. I'm thinking like, wow, if they knew uh, that they don't like them, you know, They are just trying to, many of them, they are just trying to get um, a pass uh, like to the U.S. or like some money. Mm. So it's really, really, yeah, it's it's really shameful. And I think um, hopefully one day they will wake up to it. But yeah. Wow, well, you came through, sis, and dropped all types <laughs> of gems from Latin America. I'm here for it. You know, and these are the conversations that we have to have, you know. And, you know, she's telling the truth because she's there, she's witnessing it, and she's seeing yeah. it. And I just think, like, people just need to really understand, like, it's a roll of the dice, right? There's nothing yeah. wrong with meeting somebody online and online dating. I'm not saying that, you know, because we all have to leave space for, you know, finding love. But people just also have to understand, too, that, again, you're meeting that person's representative. Because look at your friend. She talked to him for months. They had good conversation. You know, she really liked him. She was willing to sleep with him because she really liked him and bought her stuff. So for her, she's looking at this like it could be a possible relationship. Yes. yes. You know, going back and forth and, you know, having an international relationship because people do that all the time. So for him to pull out a gun on her, I can just only imagine how bad that scarred her. And I'm really sorry that she went through that. That's horrible. And really quick, tea, uh, another mm-hmm. thing for the guys too, they are in the chat. So you guys need to be careful too. So uh, my family is originally from Colombia. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of sex tourism there too, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes these guys uh, from the US, from Europe, black, white, whatever, Asian, they get set up. They get set up, they mm. get robbed, they get drugged. They, some of them, they've been killed because they are with the girlfriend of some guy that is in a gang or mm. they just want to rob him because many girls, they do this. They get with the guy, they put something in the drink and they just rob everything from uh, from this guy. And there is currently um, a foreigner. I think the guy might be from Spain and he's living in the street. He came, he came to Colombia as a mm-hmm. tourist, okay? He got drugged and robbed by some people, and the drug was, like, so strong that he lost his memory. 
So he's been mm. lost for like two years and he cannot remember who he is, who is his family. Like, you know, they just realized that he's tr he, he just remember being robbed and that's it. So the men uh, like doing this kind of stuff are also uh, exposing themselves to some danger. Wow. Well, thank you yeah. so much, sis, for calling <laughs> in, Daisy. It was good talking to Thanks you. Thanks to you, T. Thank you. So we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Man, she really dropped some gems. You know, she really spoke a lot of truth. And even when I did the video, when I talked about flute out culture, and if you watch the full podcast, um, I talked about men, you know, finding themselves in those situations as well, where they're thinking they're talking to this baddie online. And meanwhile, she got her whole crew in the closet ready to beat them up and, and rob them. I mean, the one guy in the news story, he was almost killed. They were shooting at him. Thank God he could zig and zag. You know, he could have been killed. So, um, yeah, it can definitely go both ways. You know, people going out there for this whole sex tourism, you could end up being the one, you know, drugged and raped. You know, and that probably wasn't the fantasy you were thinking about, but you just never know. So let me go ahead and bring on some more people. Um, Raymond Dunn, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay. Um, Anissa, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all might have to go out and go back in. Uh, Camille, go ahead and unmute your microphone. I'm going to call on some more people. Hello, here. I'm here. Who is that? Camille? Yes. Oh, okay. Hey, how are you? Wonderful. Um, and that last caller, there's been some amazing uh, callers lately. Um, oh, oh yeah. hey, Emily, you beautiful goddess. Um, so I wanted to just, and I had mentioned this when you had did your uh, original, well, the podcast um, talking about those expensive Instagram hairstylists. Um, Cause you know, I had a real life experience with that. Um, and this person is really trying to like market towards people that have short hair or like thinning and just, you know, the pictures are beautiful on Instagram, like just awesome colors and, you know, um, awesome styles and stuff like that. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll go for it. $350 deposit. And then the assistant calls, like the wash is separate, the conditioner is separate, the cut separate, the, you know, I mean, so the, it went up to like $1,400 and luckily I was able to get my deposit back because other people weren't going for it. But I was about to be like, oh, can I borrow some money to get my <laughs> done? Um, and it really wasn't all that serious. But okay, so then I wound up, um, I went to, my friend had heard her back in Vegas, so I went out there to see her, but I was all set to get like this short haircut. So I found somebody on like, um, it's like a, like style seat where you just kind of go like, okay, do you know how to do hair? This is what I want. You set up the date and time. This girl mm -hmm. was a home stylist and she did my hair cute, but, um, it was just, you know, like she's washing my hair in the sink, you know, bleaching my hair in this in the second bedroom, you know, and and I and I feel like I paid, you know, salon prices. And, you know, that was a kind of like I didn't want to drag her because it was like, you know, a young woman, you know, a color trying to do her thing. But I was still kind of like, 
Um, I was expecting to get a salon experience, not like, you know, the kitchen, which, you know, I don't mind. But, yeah, the price point needs to be a bit different there. Yeah, not for $1,400 that was trying to charge. Mm-mm. Oh, that was insane. That was so, I mean, this person is super big on Instagram, like was referred to me by my homegirl in Atlanta who does, you know, who does here. But I was like, I want to do something short and sassy. And she, I said, I paid $350 for the deposit. That must be the whole, the whole cost of the, of the hairstyle. And no, honey, it was not. But wow. um, they, yeah, they're. They're really, I mean, you know, and obviously if you're getting your hair done, it's a luxury. So, you know, you do have the, some extra money to the side, just, you know, but it, like Emily said, it's because you want to feel good, but, mm-hmm. you know, feel good about your look, you know, but a new hairstyle, you're going to have to get it done in at least another two weeks, you know, to maybe three. For me, I don't really go past three. So, you know, how much money do you think a regular just person with a regular job has? I, I'm not I'm not working on nobody's pool. So, you know, it just it, it's price gougy. It's really taking advantage. But then right. on the other side of it, my homegirl um, in Atlanta and I met her. This is back when oh, off of Craigslist. So it's been a few years I've known her and now we're, we're good friends. But I met her because I needed I wanted to get like a sew in or just something different. And. She does, you know, she does here in her house. Now she has a salon in her house. But, um, you know, you just she's just someone you go to sip tea, talk, but she still gives you some bomb hairstyles. And then if you don't like something or something comes loose, you can go back like the next day or the next couple of days and be like, can you hook me up? She's too nice, basically. So there is the other side of it that I see from her side where people, you know, they want to get the friendship. They want to get the friendship hookup price. And I always see that in the black community as well. Where like, you know, no matter, you know, remember Daniel was talking about the shirts. I'm, I mean, I don't not not that I know personally, but it's always like if a black person has their own So today's show sponsor is Athletic Greens with the S at the end. Um, So what is this you ask? Who is Athletic Greens? Basically, they are a company where you can get all of your vitamins in one. So with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, and probiotics to help your day start right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging. Basically, it hits all of the systems, okay? Everything that we need to stay healthy, Athletic Greens does that. Not only does it taste good, but it also gives you a lot of energy. It's simple to use. You just scoop it, dump it, shake it, sip it, and you're done, okay? Another really cool thing about Athletic Greens is the price. It costs less than $3 a day. You're literally investing in your health. And it's cheaper to do this than getting a bunch of different supplements and pills for yourself. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supplement of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash sip slow. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash sip slow to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Comes a homie like, oh, well, can you give it to me for free or, you know, you know, and it's like, I'm like, I know you're running a business and I respect that. So I definitely want to pay you what you're worth, you know? Right. But don't so take that's- advantage. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and bring out some more people. So thank you so much, Camille. 
All right, T. Love you. Love you, everybody. All right, let me go ahead. Um, We have about, we're going to go till about seven o'clock. So let me go ahead and bring on Teddy. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Oh, no. What's going on, everybody? Dang. I didn't know it was like this. (laughs) Okay, with the deep Teddy Pendergrass voice. No, I was just, um, (laughs) I just wanted to speak on the whole sex tourism situation. Okay. What the young lady was talking about. Um, I mean, as always, it's two sides to a story. So, um, a lot of that does happen mm-hmm. in those countries. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say and say I didn't partake because I did in my younger days. It was mm-hmm. amazing. I had fun. It was cool. Um, but it's not, it's not a reality. It's a fantasy. So. I know a lot of women and hear guys saying, you know, the black black guys coming out saying, oh, they're black women and all that stuff. And I was a part of that as well at one point. But mm-hmm. when you start to travel the world and really see that black women are everywhere, it doesn't really make sense after a while. And it, right. but it takes you traveling and seeing that for yourself. So if you go to Panama, if you go to Colombia, if you go to Brazil, if you go to Peru, Ecuador, any of those places, Black men are still dating black women. I know a lot of people see them with a classical Latina look, but mm-hmm. you can't deny the beauty of a black woman. And we are the original beings, so that's just what it is. But there's a dark side to it. It is. But a lot of dudes, you know, they, they again, they're going for fancy. So let so, me ask you, so how does that work? So... Because we see, we've all seen the guy on TikTok who's like, "Oh, thirty dollars in a bag of rice, you can have any girl." Of your yeah, it's not that. It's not. It's so, not. are you like, you know, are you sliding into these girls' DMs? Is it like a brothel type situation? Oh, like I know in Asia, they be going to just, they just go to a brothel and just go pick a chick. So, how does it work? Like in Latin America, are you just flying out there all the time and just hollering at girls on the street, and they're just more willing to hook up with you because you're American and you have money. So I'm gonna give you the insight. Okay. Um, so what Because I, I need to be, I need, I need you to have the right information. So there's different ways you could do it. You could do something called pipelining, where you can meet a girl on like Tinder, um, and then you go down there and you meet link up with her. A lot of guys don't like doing that because a lot of these women they get attached. If you go into a place for a week, you don't want to carry the same girl around with you because you're paying for everything. And that's what a lot of girls are not saying. We, it's not just a bag of rice, thirty dollars, is you paying for what she drink, what she eat, clothes, travel expenses, everything. And when we go to that country and that woman meet you there, you you taking care of her as a gentleman would take care of a, a woman here, but even more so, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's not that aspect. That's called pipelining. Another thing is you can get there. Yes, there's some places where there are those type of places you can go into and have a good time for a certain amount of time. And those places exist here too, right? Same thing, Bunny Ranch type of places. They have those places and they not thirty dollars. Let's get that straight. DR, from what I heard, from I haven't been in a while, I'm retired, I'm married, but it's a hundred dollars. So he's talking we talk about eighty to hundred dollars an hour. You know what I'm saying? So that perception of me going down there and getting these just super cheap, super whatever, is not always the reality. You know what I mean? And then lastly, mm-hmm. um, you can't meet regular women. If you know the language, if you put the work in, you, a lot of guys, they start out that way, but they don't finish that way because 
those type of women are easier, they're easier to attract. They, they, they show you that attention at first. And then as a grown man, as, as, as real men do, we move past that and move on to dating regular women. Now, that brings on all the challenges that she spoke about, the color line and the barrier and family and all that stuff. Yeah, you never know what the family's going to think about, especially you being a black man from America. Yeah, they may not have, they may not like it, but they're going to take that money and, and that's the mm-hmm. reality of it. You can sit there and say, oh, don't bring that dude home, but if dude paying your lights, take care of your whole house and your whole family, right, you're gonna, making they're going to bring them home, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be reality. So, but to, to let y'all know, um, to let the women on here know, and, and I know that's the stigma God's talking about that. There's a lot of broken men out here, even, and I met a lot of them traveling. Mm. Broken, you know what I'm saying? A broken man is going, is going rationalize or whatever he think is the rationale at that point in time. So you got a bunch of men that could be going through different phases of their life, young, middle-aged, older. They may have been in long-term relationships. They may have been married. They may have been in all these things. And now they're looking for an easy lifestyle. I'm going to have to admit, dating a woman in America is not easy. Black women in America is not easy. This is, I'm going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. But for me, anyway, it was important because of that legacy. You know what I mean? I had my fun. I did what I did. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't get hurt. I, I maintained and practiced common sense when I was outside of the country. I didn't do anything illegal. And I kept my nose. I, 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 I took what I learned from New York City and I brought that to whatever country I was in. You just got to be smart about it. But when I say the, well, again, when I say the women is, it's not real. If y'all think y'all gonna lose it, I think I gonna lose dudes to these countries. It's not, it's not, it's not gonna really happen. And a lot of dudes could talk that smack all they want to. Now nah, I'm gonna run down here. But the reality is, we don't have we don't have the the resources like that to really live abroad. Every dude can get a remote job and, and live in Colombia or live in Brazil. Every dude mm-hmm. can do all these different things. So the reality of it is, is it's a fantasy. It's a it's a two weeks out of the year. Or a week out of the year, you get to go someplace. Or weekend, you get to go someplace. And it's really based on a geographical location of where you live. If you're in Houston, if you're in New York, DR is right there. If you're in California, Thailand is right there. Whatever, whatever, whatever. So I say this to tell women, especially black women, don't take offense to it. Don't be threatened by it. Don't think it's going to take all, of our, all the men away. It's not. It's a point in women's men's life where you get to go down, to, you get to go someplace and be the person hunted. You know what I'm saying? Not to say, I'm not, not, I don't want to say hunted, but all of our lives, men are taught to hunt women or court women, right? And now these women are courting you guys. Now these women are courting you. So mm-hmm. you got to think about that for that, that psyche for a second. But as a real man grows, he understands his place in life. And he's like, yo, okay, this is enough is enough. You know, it's time to, to sit down and really be a man and take care of my family, provide for my family. And that's not going to happen with a, with a female in another country like that. He says she's only going to be, men, remember, men view women, view women in the same light as how they met them. If you're a prostitute, they're not going to make you a housewife. It's not going to happen. It happens mm-hmm. in some cases with some guys that don't know or don't understand the game, but in the majority of the time, these men are not going to, you know, not going to create families, not going to create generational wealth with these women. They're going to go have a good time. They're going to pay for their time. And they're going to move on accordingly. And that's the reality of it. So don't feel threatened, ladies. I'm telling you, it's not that serious. It's just a, it's a phase for most guys. 
And the dudes that are staying down there, trust me, y'all don't want them. Those is the those is the dude. Like if you if you take if you pick it up at a different chick Monday, you know, morning, noon, and night, you got a problem. That's something. That's something totally different. But for the regular cats, that's just living life and going down there and having a good time. It, it's just temporary. It's just a temporary. Okay. Well, you know, I, I see the chat is off the chain. You know, I want to hear both parts. I'm not fair. We had the young girl call in and speak her experience. Now this gentleman is calling in speaking his experience. I can't get mad and keep throwing tomatoes at the man. I mean, no, it's all good. It I mean, it's a reality. You know, my chat is wild, honey. They don't. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You know, these tips, but they go, they go hit you with some hot tea. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they I mean, that's the reality of it. I but mean, I'm glad you're being honest because yeah. you know people need to understand that, like. If you're and that, but you're not saying anything different from what Daisy was saying. That a lot of women will think that, oh, this could be a possible relationship. This could be somebody who possibly likes me. But like you're saying, and like she was saying, it was just a, a main thing for them to have sex. It was a sexual exchange. A lot of these guys are not trying to be tied down to women overseas. It's a fantasy. Not, not it's, it's, it's actually more than just that. It's more than just the sex. And I need, and, and again, I think we get wrapped up in the physicality of it, but it's the treatment of how you're being treated. Like these men are getting ten, tended to. I'm not saying in a in a manner of a servant. I'm 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 talking about in a manner of a woman being subservient to a man at the highest form. It ain't. It's not. Hey, you go sit in a corner or some some foolishness like that. It's when you wake up, breakfast is there, back rubs, rubbing your feet, treating you like. A man, quote unquote, thinks he should be treated, but again, it's all a fantasy. It's, it's a fantasy facade. because it's she's doing that because there's something in it for her. Because as well. there's something in it for her, exactly. Right. Now, we, okay. now if, we, if we exchange that for here in the states, right? Mm-hmm. Some some men, and this is the quantum. This is this is the with the kind of the discussion goes, right? A man is the head of a household, takes care of his family. He believes his wife or his woman should be subservient to him. Uh, but here in the United States, especially the black woman, she's she has built herself up and pulled herself up to something that is damn near, you know, uh, equal to what a man is doing. But in a man's eyes, and, and I'm also sharing the same opinion. Like my wife has a master's degree. She has she's a BCBA for the ladies that know what that means. You know, she makes decent money. I work in IT, but. At some point, I know and realize that my wife may may earn more money than me. Does that diminish me at any point? No, it doesn't. Does that take away from my ego at any point? No, it doesn't. I still got bills to pay. I know what's going to happen. But for some men, they don't want that. They want completely subservient, do what I say, do what that's their mindset. And they go mm. to these countries because they believe in these countries. That mindset is still prevalent, which it is. If you have yeah, money, and a, but a lot of times it is because those women don't have the same, you know, things that we have here in America, the same access. You know, exactly. sometimes all they have is literally their looks and their body because they have nothing. They, they can't go to school. You know, they're not making a lot of money at their job. So they have to kind of sell this fantasy to these men. So, yeah, I mean, the rabbit hole definitely goes deep with this one. But thank you so much, Teddy, for calling in and just, no you problem. know, being honest about, you know, your younger years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he said a lot of real stuff. And somebody was like, why am I entertaining him? Um, why wouldn't I entertain anybody who takes time out their day to call into my show? So, Jade, if you call in, should I just ignore you as well and not entertain you or give you a chance to call in and state your opinion and state how you feel about said topic? Like, come on now. 
Okay, so let's bring on the next person here. Um, Gabby, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T, good evening. Hi. Hey, sis. Hi. Hey, Emily. She's still here? Okay. Yeah, she's still here. Okay, everybody. So I just wanted to, the sun lost me, but anyways, um, so I want to talk about like the, your topic in terms of wrapping our reality Instagram. Mm -hmm. So like, I remember when Instagram used to be about photos, like living in the moment and stuff. Like now it's just like what you say, like everybody is just flossing and just doing the absolute most. These skits, like it's just annoying. It's so freaking annoying now. Like, you're my only person that I like to watch on Instagram um, or on YouTube. But like lately, like Instagram, especially during um, since the pandemic hit, like it's just been like up there, up there. And it's just and then I wanted to piggyback on what you said in terms of like the um, oh, my goodness. I just had a brain fart. Oh, in terms of like the uh, the flu out culture. Um <clears throat> I feel like in terms of that, like with that, with that whole audio, that video, that was secondhand embarrassment. Like, I just feel like why, why us women, why do we, um, since when did we became so like, and like, we, we need a man and to do all of that. And like, how, like, why, why do all of that to get male attention? You know, like things are getting really, really crazy and, and um like it's it's just getting really crazy and, and bad lately with these um human trafficking. It's scary. Like I didn't even know it was a real thing until you spoke on it. It's really crazy. Especially oh, yeah, it's definitely real. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a real thing. And it's like, you know, when people uh, when when women wanna be doing all of that and like like what you said in the video last time, like you said, um, you know, yeah, it's your body and your choice and stuff, but you can't expect to to be flew out and then not expect a man to like want things in return like it just doesn't work that way you know like well especially if those are the conversations that you guys are having I mean that's that's the thing like I don't understand like why when when bad things happen everybody's so shocked but if you go back and you really look at the chat log and see what was discussed there's people who just they can leave a comment it's just overtly sexual oh it yeah. has nothing to do with the topic oh yeah Ooh. I'm over here watching you jerk it off. Okay, sir, thank you. Like, <laughs> so I can only imagine if you think you have a chance at getting somebody and flying them out and getting some. Like, those conversations are going to be very sexual. So, again, what are you putting out there? What is the type of energy that you're putting out there? Because you can't be talking about your wop and your boobs and all this and that. And then when you get into that person's presence, now it's, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to do any of that. You're, you're you right. gotta you gotta you gotta decide which side of the fence you want to be on because the, the girls who are not about that life then you need to stop having those type of conversations and getting flued out you're, you're, you're definitely right about that because you know i'm here I'm, I'm from new york and stuff and so like these bitches here i'm sorry these bitches here like i know a lot of like i know a lot of girls that that are about that like and they think it's cute like you know to hustle a guy and whatever and it's like yeah i'm gonna get him to give me this give me that and you know and and yeah he's he's gonna do it just because he he i, I could tell him no on some sex and whatever but it's like they need to like i don't know i don't rely on um, men i have my 
my own man, but I don't rely on them. And it's like, like they do the most. It's crazy. But I definitely didn't like when you said in the video, when you said, oh, like what type of conversations are they having beforehand? Like, I didn't even think about it like that. Like, it's definitely true because people be 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 gassing these niggas up. And then like and when it's time when it's time to show out and stuff, they they don't do nothing. They just want to get the money, get the lavish things and then run like and and no, it doesn't work that way. Like I need, I need, I need us ladies to be careful, especially when we're over 30. Like when they be acting that way, ooh, that should be annoying. Like I'd be like, you know what? Let me just sit back because <laughs> yeah, no, because people just like until something bad happens, that's when they be like, oh wow, you know what? You know, and then and then like I said, I have females like I have I know friends like that. And then when you tell them about themselves, like they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. So then they when 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 the um when when the nigga wants something in return, they be like, oh shit, like you know what, like let me stop. No, like I've been said something about that. Like ain't no nigga trying to spend money just just because. Like you need to give them something in return. Like what I know it's your body and stuff, but you know niggas ain't doing shit for free nowadays. Like, yeah, you have to be very mindful of the type of people because. I mean, like I said, that girl's story when she said that the man she'd been talking to and was, you know, even starting to fall for, put a gun to her friend's head. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God she had supportive friends. You know, you got some friends who would have been jealous, felt the way that she was getting food out. And now she calling about this tragic situation and they could have laughed at her, been like, oh, well, you figure out your own way back to Panama. You know, so thank goodness she had a good group of girlfriends who were able to put money together, get her a ticket and get her back home. Because it it could have been a situation where now uh, a lady's body has been found in the Hudson River. Yeah, because because bitches ain't shit either. Like, you know, because you could tell them about what's going on and stuff. And then they're just like, they just crickets. They don't say nothing. It's very rare Mm -hmm. when women, when women are very supportive of each other. Like, you know, like they, I got you, you got me. Like, yeah, you're definitely right. And it was really hard hearing that, that story. Like that was crazy, but Mm -hmm. that happens a lot. I'm from Central America, you know, um, Panama is in Central America. I'm from Guatemala actually. So that happens a lot. Okay. Yeah, so that happens. That happens a lot. But, you know, I'm not even going to go that deep because she kind of she already said it. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just grateful that that hasn't happened to me. Um, Whenever I go out there, though, I like I'm always like alert because, you know, like when they see Americans, like um, when they see fresh meat, oh, my God, like you got to be high alert. It doesn't even matter that like your, your essence, like your family are from there. Mm-hmm. They just know. They just know that you're from a um, like you're born and raised American. in New York. Yeah. yeah. So they just see you as fresh me, and you definitely gotta like be ten times alert. So, yeah. but that's okay. all I have to say, team. I love you so much. I love. I you love so- you too, sis. Thank hopefully, you so much for calling in. Yes, hopefully, I see you when you come out here in New York or something. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna definitely keep you guys posted. I definitely will. All right. Good night. Okay. Bye, guys. Good night. I love the New York accents. <laughs> all the all the uh, Central American, South American ladies are calling in tonight. I'm here for it. I'm I'm loving this conversation here. Um, let me go ahead and bring on Princess Jaquel. Jaquila. Jaquila. Oh, cut off. <laughs> it just shows the J A Q E L. Okay, Jaquila. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. 
Um, so I wanted to touch on the the hairstylist thing because the last time I went to a hairstylist was I want to say twenty uh sixteen, and the person lied to me. She said she knew how to cut curly hair. I wanted a Halle Berry haircut when she had it really short in the back, mm-hmm. a little bit longer. She shaved my head. She shaved your whole head? No, she shaved the back of my head to where it was like this blunt cut, like halfway up my head. So she might as well mm. shave the whole head. But Halle Berry's hair wasn't shaved. She still had hair. It was just cut not, the Holly, not the Halle Berry gift chat. <laughs> They don't post at the Holly Berry gifts. So she didn't give me what you came in there looking for. Not at all. Not at all. Um, like I was crying. It was so bad. And, oh my gosh. And mind you, I was coming from really long hair to like, yeah, I want to cut it short. I just want to do something different. And then I was like, this was a regret. But my other time of going to a hairstylist was when I was in high school and my mom was doing it for my, my birthday. And I just wanted some crimps in my hair so they washed it and dried it and all of that stuff but it was so loud so loud that she didn't realize like her son had to tell her you know your client wants to talk to you because you're hurting her type of thing because I'm very tender in my head because I got lupus and things like that so Mm -hmm. she was like pulling it and they were talking and like eating and all this and she was not paying attention to the person that she was doing the hair on and I'm like okay are you serious and then she wanted to charge me extra to clip my ends and I was like well isn't that a part of it she's like no okay that's (laughs) crazy and what state was this Illinois Illinois okay yeah, like, and it's in the hood. Like, that's where I live. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put money back into my community. Wrong. Like, I just, I was like, forget it. I ain't never been back. I haven't gone to another hairstylist. But to change back over to the topics, like, I don't understand what's going on with this, this flown out, flued out, whatever culture, because mm-hmm. how I was, my mother is very paranoid. I'm her baby. She's very paranoid. Like, if I want to go up the street, she's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm 32. Why? But people are getting kidnapped. Human trafficking is real. And men don't feel safe because you can get trafficked real easy, too. Like, a body is not that hard to move. All I got to do is knock you out. And people don't mm-hmm. understand that. If I put you in another country, it's easy. If I flow you to an, fly you to another state, it's super easy. Because most yeah. likely, if you're doing something kind of promiscuous, you don't want everybody in your business like that. So you're not mm-hmm. telling everybody where you're going, what you're doing, having your phone's location on to your bestie and things like that. Like, people are kidnapped on the regular basis. It's like nobody watched those movies like Taken and... um shoot, I forgot. There was this one movie where this girl, she was in high school and she snuck to a party with her friend and she was a cop's daughter, mind you. And she ended up being tortured. Her friend was tortured, but she ended up dying because she had a heart condition. And the girl was like gone for like a week. 
Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on, and people have to be very, very aware of that. It's like this generation forgot about ID Channel and forgot about Snapped and forgot about all of these real life shows that told you like people are getting murdered on a regular basis. It's not just a movie thing. It's like this is happening. Like you don't know who you you think you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's kind of scary because like like I said, I'm 32 and I want to get married. And I want to have children, but I'm like it's I question it because I'm like, well, this the further and further I get from the 90s, <laughs> the more people are kind of careless. Yeah, but you can't let what other people get involved in stop you from living your life and getting married and having kids, though. So true. You know, like that's not that's not social media's fault or anybody's fault. That's something that you'd have to look within yourself. Like for me, people are like, oh, you know, they done shot up this. Or this. Guess what? I'm still going to go out. Like, you know what I mean? You got to still live your life. You can't allow, you know, things that are going on with others to dictate the trajectory, the trajectory of your life and where you want it to be. So if you want those things, you want a husband, you want a child, you can have that and more. Don't let the ID channel freak you out to the point where you don't go out and actually meet people. All we're saying is just, you know, be smart. You know, when you go out, be smart, get to know people, meet them in a public place, you know, bring, you know, introduce them to your parents, things like that, as opposed to this whole hookup culture and everything being sneaky, sneaky, like you said, some people not even telling their friends that, hey, I'm getting flewed out and meeting up with this guy, and nobody knows, then, you know, we're looking for you, you ain't show up at work Monday, but we don't know, you don't flew down to Florida, and now you floating in, in the bay somewhere in Biscayne Bay, you know, so it's just about being smart. And that's that's the thing, like I if if anything, like I I love the community here. I don't talk much because I'm just not social, but I love the community here because a lot of people have um not just discernment, but more the perception of just being aware of everything around them and things like that. Whereas I kind of wish more people would watch you. And like watch, you know, old school, lovely news network. That was my show. But it's like people aren't aware. And it's like I try to tell them like, hey, things are happening. Like you just need to be aware of things. Because I'm not saying like I won't go out and do things. I'm just not social. But it's like I notice people are not aware. Like my cousin, she lets her daughter be all on the Internet. And like she was talking to somebody from Texas. Girl, you in Illinois and you're. 14 why are you talking to people in texas yeah it's definitely a scary world out here and we gotta you know really be vigilant and watch the kids too but thank you princess for calling in it was good talking to you sis nice talking to you too bye okay bye let me go ahead we still i'm gonna bring on a few more callers um it's almost 7 30 um i'm still going because the conversation is good i want to try and get everybody on um, let me go ahead. India Sade is calling back in. Hey, lovely T. I love you. <laughs> hey, sis. I'm glad you're able to call back. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to go to the store. I'm staying in. I'm like, uh, anyway, I basically just wanted to touch on like the hairstylist part. I'm a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, she also was a hairstylist too. So that's just our family um, basis. But I, what I'll say is I've been seeing like this argument and a lot of people like to say bring back the old stylist 
Well, I'm going to say this. Right now, my mom, she had to quit doing hair because she had a stroke. So I don't think people take stuff like that into account- accountability because a lot of us don't have the same options as most people who do have a nine to five um, and stuff like that. So she, you know, she ended up getting disability, but now she, her career basically ended because of that. Um, we don't have things like PTO, vacation, insurance. Um, we don't have, we have to basically save our our retirements and things like that. Also, physically is very demanding, like carpal tunnel. Most hairstylists, you know, have carpal tunnel and doesn't matter the race because even holding my scissors for too long, my hands is, is cramping up, you know, so. Isn't there a thing, I remember my, my girl, Michelle, back in the day, she used to cut hair um, and she had to stop for a while because there's things where the hairs can get in your skin and cause like ingrown hairs. You can get infection from other people's hairs. Yep. Okay. Yep, it, it's so much that, that it's so much that goes on I don't think the consumer actually sees you know and as far as like the, the little charges like okay I work at um a department store but it's a salon and it's a it's a pretty popular one so I'm not going to say the name um but they don't necessarily follow a lot of the rules that the independent stylists do um but we as stylists wish that we did like we don't have a cancellation um, policy, but what happens is, say someone books braids. I don't normally tr- do braids in the salon because it's it's a lot of work and it's mostly me, and I have to split that money with the department store basically. Um, but say she she booked braids two weeks in advance, so I block out my whole schedule for that day, and she cancels the day of. So now a Saturday where I could have had five, <laughs> you know, five heads to do is now lost because she canceled her appointment and I don't even get $30 for the deposit that she, she should have paid. Um, so things like that. Um, also I see people, you know, complaining about like the prices and stuff. Well, for one, back in the day, a lot more people had, I'll I'll say black people. (laughs) A lot of us had relaxers, um, which made our hair way more easier to manage. Now, a lot of people are natural and I'm, I'm super supportive of that. However, a lot of people don't know what to do with their natural hair. Like I've had. Mm, people, that is true. I've never <laughs> thought about that. Yeah. Everybody yeah. wasn't some, just for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a lot of people come and sit in my chair and they're like, girl, I haven't combed my hair in like two weeks. What? <laughs> Mm. I, they'll just they're like combing the outside and just putting a, a, a ponytail so when you get to me and that one thing about it nobody can ever say black women don't have hair we got hair especially <laughs> especially in our natural state you know so it's a lot to do and then a lot of people those people who don't like to comb their hair they're tender-headed so i'm sometimes spending an hour an hour just detangling someone's hair before we even get to the shampoo pole on um, bowl so mm. with our books, we're only allotted a, a, a certain amount of time to do each style because we're, this is how we make our money. So I got to get this person done in two hours because my next person coming after that, because I'm not one of those stylists who like to juggle. I don't want you to have to stay in there all day. Um, right. And especially in the, the place that I work at, we don't really like to do that. So. So if it's taking you 40 minutes to wash and right. somebody's hair, <laughs> you could have been done with a whole head in that same amount of time. Okay. Exactly. So I guess that makes sense, seeing it from a stylist point of view, because I didn't get that either. It felt more mm-hmm. like 
shaming natural hair. But yeah. I can I can get that because again it depends on the people who are natural how they take care of their hair. Like right. with me, I comb through my hair, wash and condition it fully once a week. You know, it's yep. getting the comb ran through. But if it's somebody who just you know throws it back in a ponytail, sleeps and wakes up and you know, yep. and they and now it's been two weeks, it's mm-hmm. gonna be a different texture in the middle, and it's yep. gonna take a lot longer. And yeah, and when you let it. When you let your hair go that long without combing and like detangling it, it does make you more tender headed. Yeah, it does. And it, it's just it's it's a lot and it's a lot on our bodies. Then you, you you're combing it out, stuff flying in your face, dandruff and all that. So it's I know we've we've definitely came together at my salon and we're like, no, we have to charge for that because it's it's slowing us mm-hmm. down and it's making giving us way more work than you know we're even also charging. Another thing is I think a lot of people are looking to social media versus actually going into different shops. Like my shop, we charge, but we don't charge probably as much as our local celebrity hairstylists, I'll say, you know, and a lot of those women do charge so much because they're in high demand. And I tell people, I'm like, it's a million hairstylists that don't charge that or some who are up and coming who do need a little bit more practice, but it's not going to be late. Like, um, what's his name? Arrogant Tay. It's it's just not, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like he's had experience and I'm sure he has also taken other educational classes after his initial, um, his initial cosmetology license because that's another thing like i can lay a a, a, um a frontal you know and things like that but to get on his level i have to take classes i have to do a lot of research on it i I have to do a lot of practicing which means i have to buy my own tools and things like that and pay for my extra education and so let me ask you this as a stylist um so I want to get to those these last two callers, but what are some solutions we can do? Like what, like somebody's asking in the chat, um, as far as both the, the stylist and the client, what mm-hmm. are some things that we should just do and keep in mind that can help both parties? So it doesn't seem like it's mm-hmm. all this beef or somebody feels like they're being right. treated unfairly. I see the Okay, you sound like a robot. You on an iPhone? Can you hear me now? Okay, that's better. Okay. Um, I just, I say do your research, you know, because there is a lot of stylists out here who aren't going to charge that much. Look at people's work first. Um, and sometimes you just have to know it is trial and error. Um, but also just respect the fact that these people are trying to make a living, you know, everything is going up, including our prices, because we do have bills, you know, and stylists just starting out or trying to build their their clientele, they're struggling just like any other artist, you know? So it's just a common respect and just do your research, you know, talk to the person, but just know that there are stylists out there that they're not charging for every little thing. Um, and they're, they're probably just as good. They just maybe not, like the other girl said, they're not good at marketing themselves on, um, on, you know, social media and things like that, because some of them are older or some of them just don't really like it like that. So I just say my, my, my main point would be just to do your research and talk to the stylist and, you know, look at their, their previous work and okay. just 
kind of just look at it as a, a business. That stylist is a business in their, in itself, and they should be giving their consumer the respect they deserve as well. Because although it is a luxury to get your hair done, that person is spending money with you. So, you know, the respect does have to go both ways, especially as, as a stylist. I look at every client in my chair as my boss. So I think you you have to try different ones out sometimes to fit to find one that fits you you know so that's all i have and i'm so happy you got my call <laughs> definitely thank you so much for calling in sis all right Bye-bye. bye now the reason why i said are you on an iphone because i've noticed this y'all love to brag about these iphones that's why i can't I'm, i cannot wait till that new google google pixel comes out because i'm running back to damn android what I've noticed on this iPhone, it'll go robotic. I don't know what that's about. It happens several times a day. I could be on the phone with somebody and it goes robotic. I don't, yes, I'm coming for team iPhone. I sure am. <laughs> what is that about? See, there's things I don't want to talk about team iPhone that I've noticed because I was such an Android user for years. Android has never gone robotic ever. When I get on a phone call with an Android on my Android, smooth sailing. You get on an iPhone, it goes robotic. That's why I asked her, are you on an iPhone? You know that she didn't reply. <laughs> Damn, Android's a sentient. <laughs> okay, thank you, iPhone user. One person, everybody else tried to talk about his shade. No, it's something about the iPhone. It goes like, it turns robotic. It'll make your voice sound robotic. It's just very weird. Android don't do that. I will be running back to Android come September. Are you the worst? <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and bring on um, Maria Vasquez. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Oh, we can't hear you, Maria. Okay. She might have to go out and come back in. Okay, um, it's Wynette. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, it's Itwinette with an oh, I. I. Oh, I like that. Itwinette. Yeah. That's pretty. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be talking to you right now, lovely team. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Short story. I'm going to get straight to the point. So basically, I had um, this old friend of mine. A couple of years ago, we were at work. It was me, her, and our um, and our coworkers. We were all standing around. She was super excited because she was talking to this older guy on Instagram. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting and all that. You know, tell me a little bit more about him and everything. She was like, oh, well, I only know his first name and yada, yada, and all that. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's interesting. So tell me a little bit more about him. So then she was telling me that he's from a different country and everything and he was talking about, oh, I'm, I want to fly you out here. It's beautiful out here and everything. I want you to, you know, I, I have a boat. So we're going to get on the boat and we're going to ride and sail and ship, move around and everything like that. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, and then she was like, yeah, he said I could bring some friends. I'm like, I'm not coming along with that because I think this is a whole scam. So I'm just sitting, I'm just shaking my head, like going along with whatever. And then my coworker, one of my coworkers, she agreed. She was like, oh, yeah, we're going. Where are we going? We're going to Bora Bora. Ask him for some money to take us to Bora Bora. I'm just like, girl, I think 
this is a whole scam on Instagram. This is from Instagram. So I'm like, um, I think this is a scam, but we could just hear it out. Let's just play along with it and everything. So she was talking to him for a whole week. And then towards the end of the week, he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm a wealthy man and everything, but my account got locked. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> so this man been running game for weeks. Now the account is locked when it's time to show and tell. Exactly. Starting to show his ass. Okay, sir. Yeah, your account got locked. Okay, cool, cool, whatever. And so I'm like, girl, this is a scam. And like, no one's hearing me. I'm like, am I deaf? Am I in a bubble? No one's not listening to what I'm saying. Everyone else is just like, oh, yeah, girl. No, he has some money. He just need, you know, a little help, whatever. So then he asked her for $40. Not $40. I'm like, girl, do you not? You come on now. You can't be that gullible. You got to be able to pick up a, on these clues. So then, did she give him the forty? Like, honey, she gave her the she gave him the forty dollars. I was so annoyed, and she didn't want to tell anyone about it. But I ended up pulling her to the office. Like, so did you give him the money? And then he was like, she was like, yeah, I gave him the money, but you know, I just felt bad. What do you mean you felt bad? Well, I've been telling you don't you even know this man. You don't even know this. Exactly. So then after that, so then I was like, okay, well, you gave me the money or whatever. So have you talked to him ever since then? Whatever. Girl, she, he ended up deleting his page. He was no longer on Instagram. I'm like, do you at least have screenshots of the man? No, she didn't wow. take of any of that. So, so I was, he ghosted her after he scammed out of 40. Thank you. It was 40 yeah. and not 40,000. He would have flew out the country on 40,000. He did all that for 40. That means he was running game on several different gullible women for him to hurt and delete his profile. Exactly. And that's that's literally why I was telling her because I told her that like there's been other there's been so many scams going on through Instagram where people were sliding your DM saying, oh, yeah, I could be your sugar daddy. You could be my sugar baby. Uh, just give me $10 and not send you 10000 Just stuff like that. And it's like, are you not picking up? Like, do you not see this? And, and the thing is, I came to work. I told her numerous of times about this situation. But numerous of different accounts and everything that's been coming through my DMs saying, oh, I want I want you to be my sugar baby and everything. But she didn't want to hear me. But I say all that just to say that there's a lot of scamming stuff out there on Instagram, you guys. Just please just be mindful and, and think things through. Not everything is all the, the glitz and glamour and everything that you think is all off a show on Instagram. There's actual scammers out there. So y'all need to be careful and protect your bank. Definitely. Definitely. All right. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. Thanks for calling in, sis. Good talking to you. Good talking to you, too. Bye. Bye. All right. So let's go ahead and try uh, Maria again. Hey, honey. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. How are you? I'm doing Ooh. good. How are you? Good. Are you at the checkout? Yes, I'm at the supermarket. I was trying to get some groceries before I go home. I'm going to make some sloppy joes today for the kids. It sounds like supermarket sweet in there. Yeah, I was like, oh, I see my name. And I was like, always my luck. Uh, Last time, too, you were going to pick me. And I don't know what happened. My phone kept freezing. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, so what do you think about tonight's conversation about food out culture and all that stuff? Okay, so the food culture, I feel like these girls cannot be that good. 
Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, we got no. We're not gonna do that. She at the bodega pulling a, a Maggie Simpson. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and bring on Courtney. <laughs> I'm sorry, Maria. Too much loud noise. <laughs> hey, oh my goodness, I'm so happy to be on. But hey, um, yes, yeah, so I was talk. I want to talk about the flu out culture. Um, so I just believe just, you know, with this culture now, this Instagram culture, um, you know, people just are all going on with the hype of what Instagram shows. And, you know, they, they feel like if you're not flown out, you're not that chick or you're not that, you know, you're, you're not that girl. So they, they post this stuff about wanting to be, you know, that, you know, be flown out like, like it's the shit, like, like it makes you popular. I mean, mm-hmm. just like, I'm sorry, I'm kind of nervous, but anyway, just like the, I'm from Texas, but just like the girl from Houston, she ends up. Oh, they go, it's sounding robotic. Are you on an iPhone? Yes, iPhone. Yep. I told you, I, I thought y'all got to crochet. It's iPhones that do that. But um, I was, this from Houston. There we go. We, I'm not trying to be funny. You sound like a robot, sis. Your phone is going sentient. Oh, my goodness. It's a weak signal. Oh, my goodness. Okay. We can hear you now. We can hear you now. Okay. But just, I was just talking about just like with um, in Houston, there was this girl who was um, popular on Instagram. And she ends I guess she was talking to some guy from Florida and ends up, the guy from Florida ends up coming out here and murdering her. And, you know, she was just doing it for clout, you know, just, you know, trying to get money just to be, you know, the girl, that girl on Instagram, but you just have to be very careful, careful out here because it's just so much that you can get in, get into that you can't get out of. I mean, I just remember like back in the day when you did your whole shit, it was undercover. And nowadays people are advertising it like mm-hmm. you're supposed to do it to be that, that woman, that chick. And I just never, I mean, growing up, we just never advertised no as being a hoe. Even the men, um, there was, oh gosh, I'm going to tell y'all this quick story. There's a guy, I thought he was like really cute, very nice and handsome. I met him at a party. And all of a sudden, um, um, uh, Malachi was like, he looked kind of familiar. I was like, I don't know how you would know him, <laughs> Right. And he literally was like, no, I've seen this dude before and send me pictures of him. Dude is on OnlyFans. Just, just paid everywhere. And I wasn't expecting that. It's like, there is, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not going to knock nobody's hustle. But yeah, there's absolutely no shame. Men and women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he was on OnlyFans. <laughs> yes, and, and you're right. Like, people have no shame in, in you know, what they do nowadays. I mean, like, um, you know, they they make up these, um, you know, these short terms for, you know, things that you're that you, like, you know, sucking whatever, you know, they like it's the, the norm. And before it was post, it was so discreet about the stuff that we did. And it's like, if you don't do this, you know, you're not that person. It's it's weird how stuff that used to be so taboo is glorified now, you know? Yeah. 
it's like everything is kind of upside down and backwards, yes. you know, and, and that's the thing. And I'm not saying that, you know, I think there's, there's a place for everybody in society, right? You, you gotta have the hoes, you gotta have the people who just don't care. They're not that attached, you know, and, and they want to make their money off of that. It's two consenting adults, you know, male or female. So there's a place for that in society. Then you got people who are probably not, you know, that way, not that pros promiscuous and they're a different way, but it seems like the only thing that gets promoted is the overtly sexual culture, especially to like younger girls. And if you're not into that, if you're not that type of person, then it's almost like you get shamed because right. you're not into that or well, you think you're all that or you're sex shaming. What the hell is sex shaming? Right. I, I'm sorry, if I don't want to sit here and, you know, and, and, and uh, read lullabies topless, that's not me sex shaming. And, I just don't want to do it. And you're right, because I'm like 38, and just being out there in the dating world, it feels so weird, you know, when you feel, you know, because I got sex shame for not being it, you know, not doing what, you know, girls probably nowadays do. And it's weird when you're out in the dating world, and that happens to you, you know, you're like, oh, so this is what they're doing now? I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Let me move on, you know, and, you know, it's crazy. But, um, um, I wanted to talk about the hair situation too. I remember like, you know, we were talking, you were talking about, you know, kitchen stylists. And mm -hmm. I remember, you know, you go to the kitchen. So like I used to always look people up on um, Craigslist for hairstylists because I already always knew that those are the people who probably didn't have the clientele, but they were good. And I knew the prices was going to be good. Nowadays, I mean, like, you know, people don't even advertise on um, Craigslist, they go straight to Instagram and the Instagram people are way high in prices. Like I, I used to hate going to the African shops to get my hair done because they were so expensive. But nowadays they're way cheaper than the people on Instagram. So it's just crazy how things have turned backwards, you know, um, mm -hmm. that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of times now that's a way for people to advertise their services, which I think is a good thing. But I think what it is now is that those followers have gassed them up. Yes. And the problem is, while many people have real followers, there are people who also buy their followers. So you mm -hmm. have to be careful about that, too. Just because somebody has hundreds and thousands of followers, but then when you they post a hairstyle and but five comments, something they matching. Yeah, so y'all gotta look at right. all of that stuff, you know, before mm -hmm. you just go and and hit them up and and spend money. Because at the end of the day, there's only one you. So you don't want to put yourself in danger or lose all your hair or you know have a chemical reaction because this person is really an Instagram stylist. They're not really able to to do what they need to do in the real world on people. Yes. And, you know, in social media, I feel like it's taken away from the skilled people, people who actually, you know, went to school, who actually are very, you know, skilled in that profession. You know, all you're doing is looking at pictures and videos. And, you know, just like this lady with the pink sauce, she, you know, I've seen here advertising the sauce like it, it was the shit. And people just think just because everyone is following her and, you know, they're looking like they're buying it, that you're going to get really good product. It doesn't mean that all the time. So, yeah, they're just really taking away from the skilled people. And, yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Courtney. It was oh, good thank you so fish. much. I love you. You have a wonderful day. Bye. Love you, too. Good night. So y'all, this was an amazing conversation. We had over a thousand people in here tonight. Thank you guys so much for just tuning in. 
Um, just lots of great dialogue. And thank you to everybody who caught in and just stated their opinions. Um, the chat was off the chain. <laughs> the chat was definitely off the chain. So, but we're going to do more green room topics. You know, I love this. I love hearing from you guys. We'll probably do another topic possibly next week. Um, and I want to hear from the teachers. I want to talk about the educational systems and a lot of teachers quitting now because they cannot deal with what's going on in the school system, their lack of pay. So I got a, I got a show coming up for the teachers. I will let y'all know in advance what day that will be. But as far as this evening, thank you guys so much for just coming through. I hope you guys enjoyed this time here on the green room. I will talk to everybody later. Y'all have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.